center for USC off the right by Zoe Burns. The ball takes a deflection from a CSUN defender. Finds Penelope Hawking outside the box without her right shoe. She takes the shot. What a goal for USC. No need for her right shoe. There you have it. Near Farmer for the center. Conduce el esférico y lleva el balón. El pase filtrado para quien ahí encuentra a Sebana de Melo. Dímelo, dímelo, dímelo. Sale la arquera. Golazo. Gol. De la Universidad del Sur de California. Le dije, dímelo y me lo dijo. Welcome to another episode, another season of San Bombaso here with you guys today. It's Jose Romo and I'm joined by Hector. Hector, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, we just started the uh, multiple professional soccer leagues uh, just a while ago. And I can't wait to not only dive into that, but in also USC uh, soccer as well. Yeah, not only have we started various professional soccer leagues, we have also started a new school year. Man, we're juniors now. How does that yes, feel? You're, you're getting old. I see it in your face. I see it. <laughs> yeah, my throat is starting to hurt every time I talk now on this mic. Um, but hopefully I still have a, a few more years in me for, for Zambo Basel. <laughs> Man, we only have had two seasons. This is our third season. But you are starting to feel old. Well, you said it, Hector. Uh, we'll go ahead and start with... Yet another season of San Bombaso and also another season of the USC women's soccer team. Um, some new faces, primarily with a new coaching staff, right? A new head coach who had her first coach win um, against uh, Long Beach the August 21st in a 1-0 uh, win with the Leah Farmer with the, o uh, the, the only goal of the match. What are we expecting for USC women's uh, soccer team this season? I mean, uh, I've interviewed Eliconis, um, and she mentioned that she did not want a rebuild. Um, surprisingly so, because when you see kind of the program in general and how they've been able to make it to the playoffs for the past number of years with uh, Coach McAlpine, you would assume with Penelope Hawking also leaving, who's the all-time leading goal scorer, but um, it, it would be more of a rebuild project instead of a kind of like continuation of the past few years. But she wants to like go not only win the Pac-12 title, but she also wants to kind of go far into the playoffs. And what's interesting, Jose, is that she's a former Bruin. <laughs> so to have the like, it's uh, it gives the like Luis Figo vibes in which when he moved from Barcelona to Madrid, um, and we're Madrid, right? We're Madrid. <laughs> um, now I'm joking, but um, it will be interesting to see how she adapts as a head coach because she's the is her first stint. Um, but also how she would perform against, you know, her former team, yeah, UCLA. We, we do wear white and gold, so we could be called uh, the, the Madrid <laughs> of the college women's team. However, the season didn't start off no. so well for them. Two losses, right? Um, and two of them, very important rivals as they are Pepperdine and Purdue, uh, a 2-0 loss and a 3-0 loss um, this uh, these past few days. But now they'll have to face off against the Big 12 champion of 2021, um, TCU, who has had quite a start to their season, a tie uh, uh, with without goals against Wisconsin, a 2-1 uh, win against Minnesota. Después jugaron contra Cruz Azul, creo. Este, <laughs> le ganaron 7-0 <laughs> a la Universidad de Santa Clara. A 7-0 win against Santa Clara University. And then, Chivas. Uh, <laughs> it, it might have been. It might have been. Or it was Mexico against Chile. That could have worked too. Um, and then a 5-0 uh, win against University of Texas, Rio Grande Valley. 
quite a start for TCU, and that's her next rival. That's this coming up Thursday. Um, how how does USC prepare, knowing that they had quite a good season last year? Um, they still have those pretty similar faces, right? The structure is there, but they have to readjust. Mm-hmm. They're under a new coach, and things didn't start off how they wanted to, uh, it seems like. But slowly, they have to be sure that those goals will come. Mm-hmm. I mean, it comes from multiple angles, I believe, in that, you know, not only should the team have to adapt to Alaconis' new tactics, but the players have to come into their own new role as well. With Hockey and DeMello out, you know, a hockey movie to Penn State, I believe, and DeMello now playing for Louisville in the um, Women's Soccer League, uh, we need new, or at least the team needs new faces to kind of fit that mold. Uh, DeMello was known as that kind of like number 10, kind of like Messi, in which he would come from a deeper position to kind of help uh, the um, help kind of transition the offense. And Hawking was more like uh, Ronaldo, in which she would, she would be like the winger, but then she would also kind of cut in the middle and score. They Man, need the comparisons. The comparisons are, are crazy, huh? Okay. Um, well, because like Ronaldo's I mean, a goat, Aaliyah right? Farmer is, and Hawking uh, is a goat. <laughs> if Aaliyah Farmer is este Busquets, Busquets. then uh, <laughs> I, I guess uh, you could call Savannah DeMello Messi and uh, um, uh, Penelope Hawking, Cristiano Ronaldo. Savannah DeMello, who just recently got her first call to the U.S. Uh, mm-hmm. women's national team, right? Eh, La Selección Mayor de los Estados Unidos. That's quite an accomplishment for her. And, I mean, an honor for us as USC students to see that, like, Mm -hmm. recognize that face. I would think it's even more of an honor. Did you get to interview her um, during your time with with DT and uh, last season? I was not able to, but, you know, it's kind of more um, extraordinary considering the multiple injuries she's had Mm -hmm. in the past few years when, you know, um, knocks her ACL. But to her, for her not to only comment to her own for last uh, season as well, she was more known as like kind of the like assist or playmaker, and she would kind of uh, pair well with Hawking. To see her now thrive with Louisville and also be called up to the national team as well, um, you know we should take great pride in that, and and I think she should be really proud of herself because she was able to kind of come back through injury and do that. Um, but I, I think when it comes to USC, they really need to kind of push the players that were not as kind of. Um, predominantly involved last season and fit that into the new mold. Sure, you know, these new players won't be like Hawking or DeMello because those are their own, like, uh, unique players in their own right. But when you have the likes of, like, Simone Jackson or uh, Elena Sampaio, in which they can kind of give creativity off the bench and you have experience from Corey Bethune, who is now a senior, I believe, you know, you can only imagine that that youth and experience can pair well really, uh, can pair really well together. Um, but then hopefully Alucones can kind of get that rhythm started very early or it's going to be very uh, late into the season and when they're facing the likes of teams like Washington State or Stanford or, or UCLA in which they're known to kind of like break down teams um, defensively and offensively. Um, you you just hope that the coach can kind of um, have a steady grip on like uh, the ship before that happens. For sure. Well, that's USU Women's Soccer. Uh, their next match coming up this Thursday at 3 p.m. Hopefully, you guys, um, todos los troyanos de USC, all our USC students and alumni could head out there and um, support, right? It's going to be a difficult season. A lot of changes, new coach. But, hey, that's that's USC Women's Soccer. Another, um, uh, like, like we were mentioning at the start, Liga MX, Premier League, have started already. Liga MX with... An oddly weird schedule 
due to the World Cup that's uh, being pushed back to November, right? Usually the tournament ends in December, and since the World Cup is ending also in those dates, they had to um, shorten it. So we're already in week 11, and it seems like it's week 5 or 6. Um, but yeah, we had La Fecha de Cisseis was played last week, and um, some of those games were also played earlier in the month. So you're having um, like Jornada tras Jornada basically playing two games a week. Um, due to this schedule, but hey, you had um, America win uh, against Mazatlán in Mazatlán, um, 3-1 in this uh, week 11. You had El uh, Cruz Azul, who came from losing against Club América. I was using them as an example, 7-0. That was quite a, a, an interesting um, <laughs> uh, game this, uh, what was it, a, a few weeks ago. Yeah, um, Saturday, August 20th was the match Pobrecitos. against Cruz Azul. And pues Chivas que empezó muy mal um, el torneo, but this is what we're talking about. Once you find that goal, then it's easier to continue with that momentum. Um, they've won the last three of their matches, and they hadn't won a whole match in the in the whole <laughs> league, right? They they had w w gone a few um, uh, jornadas, right, semana tras semana, sin haber conocido la victoria, sin haber metido gol. Y pues ya creo lleva nueve goles en lo que va de la campaña. Entonces al momento de estar en la posición 13, el club Guadalajara Chivas ya se pone en la séptima posesión, posición y pues así, así el comienzo de la Liga MX. Mm -hmm. What position were they in before their kind of like run of, of wins? So they were roaming around the 13th, then they were like in the 15th, 16th. Uh, keep in mind, there's 18 teams in Liga MX, so that 15-16 position is quite terrible. Um, the 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 rumor was there that they were going to fire the coach, right? They're going to uh, sack Ricardo Cadena. Um, however, being the, I guess, quote-unquote, cheapest option they had, they couldn't really do so. Um, and we could talk about finances with uh, the whole Barcelona example as well, but... Um, they decided to keep him, and it, uh, it seems that it has been the right choice. These past three games against uh, Monterrey, Necaxa, and Pumas, sorry, Necaxa, Monterrey, and Pumas, um, have been uh, quite different from them. I, I, They weren't playing this way in the first few uh, weeks, and all of a sudden now they're touching uh, the ball and passing back and forth, and it's quite dynamic now. Yeah, they're playing uh, tiki-taka football like yeah, now. Barcelona. Yeah, Barcelona. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but as much as you hate Arsenal, or you hate kind of, or you like uh, kind of uh, making fun or criticizing Arsenal, Arsenal and Chivas are pretty similar in the sense that whenever a new season starts, they go off to a horrible start, okay. but then they eventually pick up momentum. So how do you feel about that comparison? That you know, because Arsenal's having a great season as well. You know, they haven't lost. They're the only Premier League team that has not uh, taken uh, anything besides a victory. I think Man City they tied against Crystal Palace a few match days ago. But how do you feel about that comparison? Arsenal's doing a lot better than Chivas this season so far, but they sure have four wins in the start of this Premier League. Um, that leads us to our next uh, part of this um, uh, episode. Hector's hot takes. We'll continue that segment. Well, we'll put that intro in here somewhere <laughs> um, in the next few episodes. But I mean, I, I totally agree with that. I think Chivas. Um, uh, that's part of the uh, free will, that, or sorry, not the free will, but like the, the freedom that the tournament uh, has, the tournament in Mexico, um, where you could sort of throw away the first seven weeks <laughs> and then just make up for the last uh, the last few games, right? Um, three points are very valuable. 
um, especially when 18 uh, out of 18 teams 12 of them qualify so you, you could really make up ground in those last few weeks it, it's really bad and it's a bad um, way of doing business I would think um, especially with the fans being as um, emotional and as like mecha corta as they are right they intentan Quieren resultados lo más pronto posible, and, and that's that's quite difficult. But, I mean, the first few weeks were horrible for Chivas. It was horrible to be a Chivas fan, and I I felt it. I felt how you felt last season with Arsenal. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> throw a little bit of shade there. But, hey, <laughs> hey, there's sun at Arsenal now, and um, four wins in the uh, first few weeks. Undefeated, mm-hmm. quite, quite there right there the first we might go season. undefeated for another season like in 2003 2004 um speaking of hot takes i have a very hot take right off the pan does this involve manchester united uh, it involves yeah manchester united okay. i think they're gonna finish outside of top six. Ooh. but and who but who's gonna win the league here's my hot take i think arsenal will win the league okay okay it will okay. be man city and then so then it becomes that miguel can finally surpass his his former kind of mentor and then uh and pep pep and hopefully, you know, Arsenal wins the league and we go to the champions instead of United. Right. You'll have that draw again with uh, the world, uh, the Champions League draw and then them pulling out Manchester United and saying, hey, this is impossible, guys. This, <laughs> that was quite detrimental for the Manchester United fans. But knowing our luck, we're going to get Bayern when we go back <laughs> to the Champions <laughs> I mean, speaking of the uh, Champions League draw, you have a group stage with Bayern and Barcelona again. So that that that, that match, those that, matches gonna be very interesting. Uh, how do you feel that the Bayern fans will react to Lewandowski coming back? Oh, that's gonna be quite a tough thing um, for him. Hopefully, the eight-two is on Barcelona's side <laughs> now. But I don't know if one man can change history. Um, that was quite a draw and um, unlucky, I guess, for for some, um, especially us Barcelona fans. But we'll see. We'll see how things turn out. Um, apparently. Um, Things have have been going quite um, uh, okay, right, for, for Barcelona so far. But with that, we'll go to our next uh, topic. Since there are 83 days left before mm-hmm. the Qatar World Cup, um, I mean, I'll throw this out there. Hopefully, we'll be having a whole production for this mm-hmm. uh, World Cup with uh, USC Dimelo. Follow us on, on Instagram and uh, Facebook to stay tuned at Just Dimelo. Uh, we'll be having a pre-game, post-game production for, for those matches. But, Hector, how are you feeling um, with 83 days left for the World Cup? You have um, Xavi and, and Pique, right, with the, the jersey. You know, Xavi number 8 and, and Pique with number 3. Um, 83 days left before Qatar. <laughs> quite, quite the polémica que se está creando por ser Qatar y por todas las, <laughs> las cosas que se dicen, ¿no? Pero... ¿Qué emoción tienes al estar a 83 días del Mundial? Pues, I, I do not have any emotion. Uh, <laughs> just cold-hearted. You're like, yeah. just have it come. These catrachos did not qualify. We finished dead last in, in, in CONCACAF. If you guys um, remember Hector's hot take, his well, first I, one. His I remember it vividly. <laughs> say, like it was yesterday. I, I said that Honduras would qualify through the playoff spot. Right against New Zealand, um, at Costa Rica ended up taking that, but we ended up finishing dead last. I don't. We didn't win a game. I don't think you guys did. <laughs> That's quite true. Yes, um, for our uh, listening audience, um, Hector had a whole uh, drawing session with uh, our roommate at the time. Um, 
trying to plan out how to Honduras be fair, could qualify. For like the first match contra Panama, I did look like a genius. When you Honduras, believed. When you Honduras believed. were up 2-0 with, with like 20 minutes left to go, and then I looked minutes. like a genius. And then 15 minutes of just utter disappointment. Um, you know, El Bolio Gomez, he just sold our, <laughs> our, our he sold the game apparently because how, how did the Panamanians come back? Hey, 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 you all have Manuals? to find proof for that. But three, well, two, three goals, three goals in 10 minutes, minutes, man. Yeah, that's that was crazy. Well, uh, we'll finish this episode, Hector, with um, your fondest memory, your favorite memory of a world cup, um, so far of mm. the um, Corea Japón 2002. I wasn't um, even alive yet. Oh, okay, okay. That was before I was, I was born. Like, I was still, yeah. The ones I've lived are Corea Japón 2002, oh, Alemania 2006, <laughs> mm-hmm. Sudáfrica 2010, uh, Brasil 2014, Rusia. So the first one I saw was Sudáfrica. Okay. <clears throat> and I think the most memorable, I'm, oh, let's go per World Cup, actually. Okay. So I think for in Sudáfrica, the most memorable memory was the Donovan goal versus Algeria. Okay. Remember that? In yes. which I think um, if Slovenia... And England were 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 going through, mm-hmm. if the U.S. did not score, and I remember that get that game specifically because the U.S. just struggled against the Algerian defense, and then Donovan just gets a rebound and just scores it from there. Um, 2014, I think the most memorable memory for me was actually the final, and I think that Argentina were cheated out of the final because I don't in know 2014? if you in 2014 I don't know if you remember, but Iguain was going into oh, the box, yeah, yeah, and he yeah. was tackled down by Neuer, and I thought that was a penalty. That was totally a penalty, yes. So then, the fact that they didn't... Well, Iguain was a, a horrible player throughout that World Cup. I think he got a lot of, you know, criticism. Yeah. Uh, especially when you're playing right next to Messi, and then you have Aguero and Tevez off the bench. You, you didn't... It's the whole Benzema-Ronaldo um, mm-hmm. dynamic, yes. Exactly. Um. So, yeah, so that, that was my favorite memory. And in 2018... Um, I don't know. Well, well, for you, you can't really. I mean, have, I mean, Mexico lost more I games than they won. Hey, okay, okay, okay. Oh um, no, you, no, you guys won two games and then lost two games. Right? 2010 was, I agree, the first one I actually watched. I think 2006, I, I didn't have enough of a. No tenía conocimiento para verla bien. But 2010, my favorite. Um, I think my fondest memory of that one, uh, was just like the. Oh, I know, I know, I know, I know. Was it uh, Chicharito's offside goal? Okay, against yes, France? yes, against yeah, France. Was that, your yeah, that, was, that was a good or one. Or that Guatemala Blanco penalty, was it? That, that game against Argentina was quite quite interesting, too. Um, but 2014... Oh, yeah, scored an offside goal as yeah, well. That, yeah, that too. Uh, 2014 was obviously... Is the Sorry, no. Um, 2010 was... My, my favorite memory or fondest memory is the final of um, Spain. Uh, oh, Netherlands. yeah. Iniesta's was, goal? Yes, Iniesta's goal, his celebration... That was all pretty cool. Um, 2014 was, um, what, what would it be? I was just thinking about this. 2014 was Brazil. Mexico, Mexico's goal against... Was it Ochoa's Save against Brazil, yeah, yes. That was crazy. The Mexico's game against uh, Croatia was mm. was crazy, too. And then obviamente, yeah, obviamente no era penal. I think that has to be the the memory right there. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, then twenty eighteen was obviously um, Chucky's goal against Germany. Oh. There's no other memory. Um, <laughs> in Unfortunately, it's just all erased. But what about um, who's who who scored the auto uh, own goal against uh, Sweden? Alvarez? Oh, it's on Alvarez? Okay, you're yeah, just... Alvarez. Wait, what about that? That wasn't your favorite memory? To bring up what about just... the two other goals? 
Hector, you're just trying to bring up beef. But with with that, with that, we'll end today's episode. Our first episode of season three, Hector. We've gotten uh, we're f- hey, long way out. We're mm-hmm. um, here starting another season of San Bombazo. And yeah, stay tuned. Follow us uh, at Just Dimelo, and hopefully soon we'll also have our own social media for this podcast where you guys could stay tuned with all the information. But well, thank you, Hector. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. Any final shout out? Uh, shout out to Arsenal. Um, <laughs> I hope uh, we have not faced any difficult opposition, but we're we're gonna win the league. Halan is a fraud, and um, <laughs> hopefully when Lewandowski plays badly against Bayern. A number of hot takes to close this episode off. 83 days left to the World Cup, and with that, we conclude Sambo Muscle's first episode of Season 3. Stay tuned for more to come.